Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Welcome back. We are talking all about lead generation for today's podcast episode. So the number one thing that I know often will rattle around in your brain and cause you to overthink and overdo and really question yourself, especially if you're not seeing the kinds of results that you want to see, is where the heck are my clients? Where are those unicorn, beautiful beings that I desperately want to help and serve. And so oftentimes we go out seeking and searching for more leads. Sound familiar? So today we're talking into why your lead generation is not actually a lack of leads. This problem that you think is a problem, you probably are trying to figure out with the wrong type of solution. And I see this time and time again, where clients are being fed a bunch of baloney, really, because instead of seeking more and more leads, what I want you to do, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, is really identify who the heck you're trying to help and why it's so important to focus on quality rather than quantity. Now, don't get me wrong, you're going to need to have both, right, in order to continue to grow and scale to probably reach the levels that you want. But at the end of the day, if you actually don't need a ton of leads, and you need to do better things with the leads that you already have, stay tuned. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. Today, we're talking all about why I want you to really think through that your lead generation problem is probably not a lack of leads. Okay, so that's what we're talking about today. Now, I'm going to break this down into three C's. I like using acronyms or um, analogies and making things very easy for you to remember. So today's episode just happens to, to touch on three C's. Now, I have other three C's. You've heard me talk about three P's. You've, talk, talk, you've heard me talk about my five C's in a sales conversation. So I don't want you to get overwhelmed or too confused. I just really want you to simplify things so that it's easy for you to remember. So park your butt put those earbuds in and we're going to dive right in. So first let's go back and revisit what the heck is a lead, right? And so if you need a refresher, I want you to go and listen to a couple of episodes. We're going to link them up below for you where I define in more specificity what a lead is versus a prospect and where lead generation kind of fits into your overall sales process. Because I think too often we leave it up to the marketing side of our business, which is all well and good until you end up not having enough sales. And then you think it's a sales problem. Well, your marketing and your sales need to work together, right? So we're going to link up a few um, episodes that I think might be helpful for you to give you some context, especially if this is an area that you really are struggling with, you need some more help with, and you need to refresh. How do I approach this? So the number one things, the, the first C that we're going to break down is clarity. 
So when I sit with clients and people who are wanting to work with me, the number one question that I ask is, who do you help? Like, what do you do for those people? And if you take more than maybe about 30 seconds and you have to over-explain, chances are you are not clear. And that is the biggest problem that's actually stopping you from getting not only the number of leads that you want, but ultimately the quality of leads that you want. And that's going to lead into the biggest problem, which is it doesn't matter how many leads that you have, they simply are not turning into paying customers and clients. They don't want your services or they are just not sure what it is that you do for them. This all is because of a lack of clarity. Now, clarity, it, it touches on so many different areas, right? It, it falls into your marketing. It touches in your positioning and your messaging. It will affect your offer and how well it sells, like how irresistible it is, because your offer is really designed for a specific who, a specific person. And if you don't know who that person is because you don't have clarity, then it's really difficult for you to manage the other pieces of your entire sales process, the whole end-to-end journey that your ideal clients will take with you. So I know that it seems very simplistic, and I, I know that it feels like, well, I already did this. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, that every single step of your journey as a business owner will require you to peel away layers and to continue to articulate with more clarity and more specificity exactly who it is that you are designed to serve. Okay. And I know that no matter where you are in your business journey, whether you're just starting out or you're more established and you have been selling millions of dollars, that there will come a point where you realize I need more leads. I need better quality leads. And instead of focusing on how many more leads that you can get, how low your cost per click is, if you're using any kind of advertising mechanisms, and even if you're not, that your time is being well served to do all of those organic or free, aka time dependent um, methodologies and strategies, that you really are identifying who is the best person for you to be spending that time up against. This can touch into who you collaborate with, uh, what kinds of partnerships that you allow, who you allow to sponsor your different types of activities, whether, whether it's an event, a book tour, a speaking event, a podcast, like anything, right? Because if you're picking the wrong partnerships and you lack the clarity around who you should be engaging with, you're going to potentially fall short of the mark because your message and the way that you're positioned as, as the expert really isn't going to resonate with the individuals that you want to be in front of. Maybe you're in the wrong market, right? And that's really about you being very, very clear and creating boundaries that protect that clarity. So I want to give you an example because I think it's helpful when we actually can see, okay, where am I making some of these mistakes or how am I falling into this trap when I think that I've already done this? And the number one mistake that you will make ever in your business is thinking that you know it all. And I'm going to be the first one to put my hand up because I know sometimes it is hard to balance off a love of learning and continually um, learning new things And then feeling like, oh, I already know that. Oh, I already know that. I already know that. But do you actually know that? Have you implemented everything that you technically know that you have already been 
in front of or exposed to, because I'm going to tell you that theoretical knowledge is only so good in so far as you actually put it into practice. And no matter how many times I have read a sales book or a sales training, that it really doesn't resonate. It doesn't really make a ton of sense until I do it or I help somebody else do it with me. And until the rubber hits the road and you actually get some dials in, you get some pumps at the gym, you like actually do the thing that you have just learned about, you will never understand what it feels like, what it looks like, what could go wrong and what could go right so that you can articulate this in a deeper level of knowledge and expertise than simply just reading or watching something will allow you to have. Okay, so you're going to integrate it more fully, more deeply into who you are and how you want to operate, right? So you can actually integrate it into uh, your business practices. So one of my dear friends, um, she had shared a story a while back, and it really just stuck out in my mind because I thought, you know, sometimes when we are not clear and we have fear of missing out and we have fear that what if that's not enough and what if I am not helping as many people as I want to, that it can limit our view of how we want to show up. So this particular friend of mine has built a business. Now it's shifted slightly since this particular story, but I want you to hear the essence. Okay. When she first started her business, she is um, got some health issues, but she also values freedom. Freedom is her number one value, core value for herself personally and inside of her business. And as a result, she wanted to design a business that felt really open. It felt really light. It felt really fun for her to implement. And the idea of being on client calls, even though she is extroverted, just felt like she wanted to rip her eyes out. <laughs> so, so what she decided was, I want to focus on VIP days. I want to focus on just like short bursts of being able to support clients in a very intense period of time, usually one or two day sessions where she's going in and she's a systems person. So she's going to go in and just clean up and get you all sorted. One day, two days, max. Done. She didn't want like a month worth of calls or what happens here, or she didn't want to have to coach people. She did not want to have to do a full on done for you services where it would spill out over and over and over again. Because as we know, if you're a service provider, you know, the chance that it's going to be all nice and neat and a bow within a, you know, 30 day period of time it's highly unlikely because it's almost like you open up different rabbit trails like, oh, but what about this? And what about this? And how does this integrate with that? And we get scope creep or service creep, and it can create a lot of turmoil around deliverables, especially if we haven't been clear in the first place. So when she got clarity of thought around number one, who she is as a business provider. So that's where it started from. What do I want to do and how do I want to operate and what kind of business do I want to run? When she got that crystal clear, it instantly awoken this idea of I want to only do VIP days. Now, she had done that in the past, but she had also mixed in some other things like retainers and just really felt exhausted by the different types of offers that she had. Now, I know that you might be thinking, well, OK, so she focused on that one. Um, it's great that she got clarity, but what happened? So she released 
all of her other offers and she only focused on those VIP days. And as a result, so here, first of all, I don't want you to focus on, oh my gosh, I have to do a VIP day. No, that's not the point at all. I'm using this story with this particular example to just illustrate my point. But you could substitute coaching sessions, you could substitute out group, you could substitute events, like insert your offer of choice. The offer is not the critical piece. The, the critical piece is that she got clear. The critical piece is that once she narrowed down that this is what I want to do and created boundaries for herself, first knowing herself, getting clear on what she wanted and understanding that because of the way that she was building her business in the past was having a mixture, a combination of different things that was taking her focus every which way, she was not really thrilled about the nature of her business. She didn't really want to grow it as a result because it was causing her a lot of frustration. So when she sat down, she actually realized, wait, self, I don't want to do all of these things. I love this one offer. She allowed fear to get pushed aside, right? Because I know that oftentimes when we focus on one particular offer, one particular opportunity, one particular type of client, which then spills into our lead generation, that there can be a lot of fear about what if it's not enough? I want to help more people. I can help more people. So, you know, now I'm helping fewer people and feeling guilty or like we're not doing enough. And I'm here to tell you that is not the case at all. So you might be wondering, well, what the heck happened? So when she actually narrowed down her focus, she ended up making more sales that are quality sales, hardly hearing any no's and having a wait list. And now she no longer does this because her health has gotten to a point where uh, it doesn't make sense for her. And she's actually feeling called and now has created a massive group program that is helping so many more people that want this type of freedom. And yes, she still does VIP days, but not nearly as frequently as she did them at the beginning of her business or even when she had this aha moment where she realized, I need to stop doing retainers because I hate them. I don't want to support people in this way. And yet I am selling them because I make money off of them. But is that the way that I need to generate money? Are those the types of leads that I want to work with? And she realized, no, I don't. Because the type of person who wants a retainer or a done for you service is vastly different than somebody who is going to have much more impact with me doing a VIP day. So when you are clear on who it is that you serve and how you want to serve them, then it makes it a lot easier for you to not only create your offers, but serve your offers and ultimately connect and attract your dream clients in the form of leads. You don't need as many because the ones that will come to you are the ones that are completely aligned to how you want to serve them and how you want to do business. And as a result, they are almost pre-sold on you because by the time they get into your full sales process, they should already know, like, and trust you. And now it's just a matter of when do I want to work with you? When would it make the most sense? How do I figure out how to make this work? And you have to do zero convincing because when you have that clarity of knowing this is how I'm going to show up, then it leads into number two and three, which is the second C, consistency. Now, when you are not showing up properly because you 
kind of don't feel like it, right? And we've all had those moments in our business where it just feels kind of like, ugh, blah, a little bit less than, a little bit less enthusiastic. And I'm going to tell you every time, so if you address C number one, which is clarity, what the heck do you want and who the heck do you want to work with and in what capacity? When you answer those three simple questions, which I know they're simple, but they're not easy, right? Because it does take you doing some soul searching and really being honest with yourself and letting go of the fear, fear of missing out, fear of not being enough, fear of like, what if it, what if I miss the boat? All of the things that can show up, you have to let it go and get crystal clear on what is it that I am not willing to accept anymore. And what is it that I actually want? What do I want to deliver? How do I want to show up? How do I want to serve people? What is it that I would be excited about producing and selling and then actually servicing with my clients? When you have that clarity, then being able to show up consistently to talk about that, to attract clients into that offer becomes way easier because when you have a passion for what it is that you do, and I know that right now you already have that drive inside of you, but maybe it feels a little dull. Maybe it feels a little dim. Maybe it just feels a little blah because you're spread too thin. And when you are able to just recoup that energy and that focus and that drive and determination so that you are laser focused on one thing that would make such a huge difference in the lives of your potential clients, that like having leads is not an issue whatsoever. I want you to really think about, because I think sometimes we get so narrow focused in here's our box of limited opportunities and where my clients are. Every time I ask clients and I say, well, what's the market opportunity? And I realize maybe you did that at the very early stages of your business, or maybe you skip that step and you don't even know what the market opportunity is. I want you to sit down and once you get clear, on who you want to serve and how you want to serve them. And and maybe this is just like a a revisit of, you know what? Like I, this is why I started my business in the first place. And I've moved away from that mission. I've moved away from that focus. I want you to just revisit it right now. And I want you to think out of, I think it's 7 billion people on the planet. How many people are actually eligible for your product or service? your ideal client, who would that be? Like out of all 7 billion people on the planet, surely there is enough market opportunity for you to go, well, I mean, if I could help all those people in my lifetime, I'd be a happy camper. I know for me, with the people that I serve in the way that I want to continue to serve, I mean, the slice of the pie is quite large. There is, oh man, it it would take me a whole lifetime with all the different ways that I could serve them to still be able to serve them in all those different ways. So even if I focus on just one specific way and really hone in on that, it's still, it's still a huge percentage, right? So I'll give you an example. If you are helping people who love books, right? Maybe you are a publisher or you are helping people to uh, write, to write books, right? So you are like an author coach. Uh, anything that's in that that realm. There are millions of people who identify themselves as readers. And depending on what age group that you're targeting, it is still in the millions. It is still in the millions. So if, if you are a writer, an author, if you are somebody who helps publish, 
or helps people write their books, um, copy editing, anything related to the book or publishing industry, there is a multi-million dollar opportunity here because there's millions of people that identify in that market. And so even if you just look at, here's the target market, you're not looking at 10, 100, 1,000, or even 100,000. You're looking at um, over a million in every single subset of that group. Has that blown your mind, right? Just hearing me talk about that, because I want you to think for yourself, I think sometimes we get so blinders on, which is great in some ways, not so great in other ways, especially when it comes to looking at market opportunity that we think, oh my gosh, like I just don't have enough. No, it's not the fact that you don't have enough. And we'll talk about this in the next episode. It's the fact that the people that you do have, perhaps you're not connecting with them properly because you've missed the first C, which is clarity. When you're crystal clear on who the leads need to be and who you are here to serve, then the number of leads really isn't the main area of issue. There are 7 billion people on the planet. And I know that even if you take a small slice of that and you think, well, yeah, that's all well and good, Susan, because my market opportunity might be a million people, but I still only have 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 people on my list and they're not converting. That's a totally different problem. Do you see what I mean? So when you're able to identify what is actually at the root cause here, oftentimes the reasons why we think lead generation is the problem, it's actually not the problem. It's the fact that you're going after the wrong leads or the tactic or the strategy that you're using, the way that you're communicating with those potential leads is not correct right? And as a result, you're not consistently sharing your message. You're not consistently sharing your offers. Maybe you're uh, not really clear on what it is that you should be selling in the first place or why people would be saying yes. These are all things that will lead into you lacking consistency, lacking the ability to be visible and to show up where your ideal clients are looking for you right now. So if you have clarity It makes it way easier for you to then pick a way for you to be consistent in not only the way that you show up, your visibility, but also your messaging, your positioning, your expertise, and yes, ultimately your offers, the opportunities that people have to work with you. So when you consistently share that because you're passionate about what you do and who you do it for, it makes it a lot easier for you to continue to generate leads because in between those opportunities for people to work with you, if they can't work with you right now, guess what they're going to become? They become opportunities to build relationships, aka our leads. They will join your list. They will follow you on social media. Again, as long as you know with clarity where you're trying to drive those people to and how you want to build those relationships. When you're able to identify that, hey, I want to connect with you. I want to have conversations. I want you to learn how to move along my sales process. Then it becomes a lot easier for you to be consistent in how you show up, how you deliver the message and how you communicate that over and over and over again. And the byproduct of that is that you will see more people becoming leads that turn into sales, not just any old lead, right? Not just like a hundred or a thousand leads just for the sake of growing your list. And I say this because I got into the trap. I let go of what I know to be true, which is it really is not dependent on the numbers on your list the numbers of your social media following. 
I have defied the odds. And so have so so many of my clients where even with tiny lists or audiences, and I keep hearing other people that don't have humongous lists, they don't have huge marketing budgets. They have never had to use a ton of Facebook ads or any of that in order to generate not only a hundred thousand or a million, but multiple millions into the billions. And I want you to look at some of the businesses that are successful online and offline to validate what I'm saying to you, right? Because I think sometimes we're fed a bunch of lies, especially because it benefits the marketers out there to keep perpetuating this and for us to buy into it, not only as consumers, but ultimately as business owners to be able to to do this over and over again. And And I just really want us as a whole, as a whole industry of experts to just take pause and say, what is it that I really am focusing on? And am I, am I believing something that actually doesn't need to be true for me? Because if you focus on the quality of the people and you have clarity of thought, clarity of mission, clarity of your offer, and you know who you're going after to connect with in order to get them into your products and services, because it serves them just as much as it serves you to create that win-win, then do you need a hundred thousand people in order to make that happen? Or do you need one every single day? And then two every single day, and then three every single day, and then so on and so on in order for you to meet your mission and to reach your fullest potential inside of your business. Make sense? Okay. So the third C, confidence. Now I know some of you right now, I can see you, you're rolling your eyes at me. Maybe you're giving me the side eye and you're thinking, I am confident, Susan. Like, I don't have a confidence problem. I'm going to tell you because I am the same. But I will say, if you miss these other two C's, if you are not clear and if you are not consistent, then I guarantee you that you will have a confidence issue. Now, it may be only a couple degrees, but that might be enough to create uncertainty for your ideal clients that they will not be attracted to you because there's something that's a little off. There might be an inconsistency in the way that you show up or the way that you are speaking about your offer, the way that you give a call to action. You are just not commandeering enough in the conversations that you're having where people feel like you are the expert and that they can trust that what you are doing will work for them, that it will be the solution that they're looking for and that they can confidently, easily as your ideal clients and your leads, that they can say yes to pieing from you. And when we lack that confidence for ourselves as the expert and the service provider that already has the solution, I always tell my clients, you have to have double the confidence for your ideal clients, because guess what happens? If you're put into a room with your ideal clients, your lead, and they're uncertain, and now you are uncertain, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing is going to happen because they're going to walk away unsure about their next step. And you're going to walk away doubting and questioning what just happened because that energy and that exchange of whatever that connection was, or if you had a sales conversation and we've all been there, right? We've all been in a situation where All of a sudden, you start off strong, and then there's a question or a couple of questions that make you feel a little shaky, that make you 
doubt or wonder, hmm, is this the right client for me? Are they ready for this? Can they afford it? Like, is there somebody else that needs to be involved? And all of those questions are valid, but they should never create or cast doubt in your mind because you should always be coming to the table with more confidence than required because you already have the solution. You've already figured this out for somebody and somebody else is coming to you in their time of need. And if you don't feel like I can fix this for you and you can't present that with like 200% confidence, then you will never help that other person overcome their lack of clarity, their lack of confidence and their lack of understanding. That's why they're coming to you as the expert. So oftentimes what ends up happening is that we're trying to attract leads to us and tell me if this has ever happened to you because clients often complain about this with me. I'm posting, I'm sharing, but I seem to only be attracting other, insert what you do, other life coaches, other realtors, other um, business coaches, other content strategists, other relationship experts. I don't seem to be attracting my ideal clients. Why is that? I'm almost going to guarantee that it will come down to your lack of confidence. Because here's the thing. When you show up as an expert, when you show up knowing like I am the bee's knees and I know exactly what I'm talking about and this is why you need to listen to me and this is how I can help you and that's how you show up in the world energetically but also through the words that you choose, there's a shift that happens and people can feel it more than they can actually articulate it. If you've ever been in a room and all of a sudden you feel like, wait, were you talking about me? You know exactly what I mean, right? You you can sense that there is something in the air, in the atmosphere, in the energy, in how people are interacting with one another that either makes you uncomfortable or makes you feel completely at ease. That's what I'm talking about. And it is a subconscious and unconscious, mostly activity that happens below the surface. And every time I dissect this, and I've reviewed hundreds of thousands of content pieces, and I have dissected them to the point where this is the answer. It is somewhere you are doubting yourself. Somewhere you're wondering, is this even something that can help people? Is this even believable? Will this even work for someone? Will this work for them? What if they don't get the results? Any time that you have that, and I'm going to tell you, it is completely normal and natural. If you didn't actually want to help people, you would never have those thoughts. So I know that if you're listening right now and you're nodding your head going, oh my gosh, Susan, yes, 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 that has happened to me. And you're wondering how I know this. I know this because I helped so many clients work through this. And ultimately, it comes down to there is a shadow of doubt. There is somewhere inside of you that has felt like, I'm not sure. And that uncertainty, which usually comes from a lack of clarity and a lack of consistency in what it is that you actually want to do and who you want to help and how you show up for them, that you're not carrying enough confidence inside of yourself, that you don't believe yourself. And as a result, it's coming through in your words. And so it doesn't even matter if I gave you 
10, 20, 100, 1,000 extra leads, would you know what to do with them? Would you be confident in your conversion process? Would you understand why they want to buy from you? Would you be able to show up as that expert who is fully in your authority and your expertise to be able to understand why people say yes and to encourage them to be ready to buy from you, that you know exactly who to make offers to and who not to? When you have that kind of confidence that you can turn down business, that's it. And I have been in a couple of communities now over the last six months or so where somebody actually said, I would love to be at the point in my business where I can actually turn down business and fire clients. And I want you to hear this loud and clear. You are always in control and you can always say no to business and you can always get rid of incorrect fitting clients right from the get-go. But no matter where you are in the process, even if you are already starting to work with them and you realize, wait, this is not going to work. The cost of you keeping that client, the cost of you saying yes to a less than perfect fit client, it is going to undermine your ability to continue to get new clients because it is very challenging to overcome a dip in your confidence, a dip in your confidence because human natures by our own nature, we are geared towards negativity. We have a negativity bias. So the more bad things that happen, the harder it is for you to see the good things that are happening. And I'm sure you've recognized this, right? Like it's the reason why if you were to get feedback from clients and you get one bad survey out of 10 amazing ones, you're going to focus on the one bad one, not the nine that were great, right? Not the nine that were great. You're going to go, oh my gosh, they hate me. I'm terrible. What's wrong? I have to fix this. Instead of looking at, okay, here's an area of opportunity. Here's an area of growth. Because that one thing, that negative bias will mean that that feels so much worse than all of the things that have been positive. And we have to feel and hear and see so many more positive things to overcome one negative instance. And that's why when you say yes to a less than client, because you are so focused on more leads, more leads, more leads, more leads that you actually miss the forest for the trees, that that one client, one less than perfect fit client could actually be the main reason why you're not seeing more and more leads coming through your door that are the perfect fit for you. And when you do that, you actually don't need a ton of leads. If you haven't heard my story, go back and re-listen to one of our earlier podcast episodes because In my first six months in my business, I had fewer than, gosh, I think I had less than 300 leads on my list. And I made my first six figures in a completely new way. I'd never been in the online space. Yes, I'd been selling for 20 years, right? So I always put that caveat. But sometimes people think that I have a massive list. Even when I get people asking me to speak at their summits and different events, And they assume that I have this massive list. I don't because I curate and I cultivate the relationships with people. And I will tell you, this was a hard lesson because when I first started and I thought, surely 
the number of leads that I have won't be enough to sustain my business year in and year out and year in and year out. And I bought into the lies that I too needed to have this massive list and focus only on lead generation. And I forgot the evidence that showed me that my results were completely contradictory to that, that they were exceptional to the norm. And I say this because I know that you listening right now, you are the exception to the norm too. And this is possible for you if you stop focusing on the more leads, the better, and that you start showing up the way that you need to. So be clear, be consistent, and hold on to that confidence. Because at the end of the day, the combination of those three things together is what brings your perfect unicorn dream clients to you and helps fill your social media and your emails with clients who actually want to hear from you, people who actually want to build a relationship with you so that you don't have to focus on massive lists, massive numbers, and instead focus on the quality. So if this was helpful for you, I want you to come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society, which is going to be the number one way for you to engage with me to work with me, to get support with me outside of my higher end, more intensive, high touch programs like my accelerator. Okay. So come inside Sales Mastery Society, salesmasterysociety.com. The link will be below in the show notes for you as well, because you do not have to focus on more and more and more and more if it does not fit how you want to show up and operate in the world, especially inside of your business, especially as an expert who changes lives. So stay tuned for our next episode, because we're going to be talking a little bit more about this idea of quality versus quantity and why leads and more leads won't necessarily fix the problem and what I want you to focus on instead. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.